right now. So turn around, say, hey, Facebook, what's up? <laughs> All right. But listen, here's what's going on. Did you notice, I just want to teach for a quick moment on this, that you, you felt, you know, it was kind of hard pressing in the first three songs like I talked about. But here's what I want to tell you is, you do not have to be a slave to the atmosphere that is in a place. You can change the atmosphere. Have you guys, did you guys notice the change that shifted as we were, we all came to the front? You can change the atmosphere around you. So you are not slave to that. Are you hearing me? Come on, somebody. All right, if you have your Bibles, open them up to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, I want to look at verses 1 through 7. Whoo, man, we broke on through. We broke on through, amen? Oh, this is good. This is good. Hey, I want to welcome all the visitors that are here. Um, enjoy the service. You know, we like to have church unusual, right? Not as usual, unusual. Well, we want the Holy Spirit to move in every service. That's why we call these revival experiences. That's why when I feel the atmosphere is not shifting, okay, now we got to do something. We got to shift this thing up, right? Amen. I mean, if what we're doing wasn't, we, we, we got to do something to shift it. Amen. So visitors, welcome. Those of you watching, on Facebook, welcome. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 through 7. And you, say me, he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you, you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has, has loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Now go down the road to Colossians chapter 3 real quick. I'm setting this thing up. I'm teeing it up. Amen. All you golfers out there, I'm teeing this thing up. We're going to drive this thing 300 yards down. Amen. All right. So Colossians 3 uh, verses 1 through 2. It's okay to have fun in church. Amen. Hallelujah, we need to have fun. All right, here we go. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Today I want to talk about something the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me this week. As you guys know, I... I love having a fresh Holy Ghost message for now. Amen? I, I know some ministers, they have 52 weeks worth of, of titles and sermons, and they stick to it like glue. I like the freshness of the Holy Ghost, right? He knows who's going to be here and what you needed to hear, what you need in your life. Amen? So I like it coming out of the Holy Ghost oven fresh. Amen? So as I was walking around and praying this week, uh, I've been I've been pressing in, and I've been asking him, Lord, give me messages, give me give me words that will prepare us for what's coming, because I don't know if you know this or not, but you listen to all the prophets and and and, and people that are speaking, they're saying there is a wave, a tsunami wave of the glory of God, of the presence of God that is coming to this earth like never before. Now I don't know about you. But I don't want the wave to pass me by. I want to ride this thing. Amen? I want to surf this thing. I mean, that's our two choices. We can either let it pass us by, it will either overtake us, or we can ride this thing. And I know the people of Living Waters Chapel wants to ride it. Amen? So there needs to be a preparation so we can flow with the Holy Spirit and we can ride that wave. Amen? 
So my goal is to help and to guide you and shift your focus. You know I'm living waters. I say this all the time. My goal is to shift your focus off of the natural realm and to the spirit realm. And I want to give you a little snapshot. That, that's, that's a snapshot. When I was praying, I just wanted you to know that was the mind frame I had as I was coming up with this message today. Like, Lord, I know this wave is coming. I sense it. And I want to ride this. I want the people of God to ride this. So that was the mind frame that I was in this week as I was writing this. Now, I heard it said this way before. This is powerful. True reality is in the spiritual realm. And the natural realm, listen, is simply a snapshot or a shadow of the spirit realm. In other words, everything you see in the natural, things that happen in the natural are affected by the spirit realm. Amen? So if you want something to change in your life, you want something to shift in the natural realm, you must change something or shift something in the spirit realm. You notice when I called you guys up, right? We, we, you guys were pressing in, lifting your hands. You got out of your seat. I don't know if you know it or not, but that was a spiritual thing that we did. And it changed the atmosphere in the natural realm. Are you following me? So everything has a spiritual root. But the problem is Christians are addicted to the natural realm. They are addicted to the natural realm. And that's the difference between a spiritual and a carnal Christian. Remember I talked about a carnal Christian a couple sermons ago. A carnal Christian is one that's only focused on the natural realm and and how do my fleshly feelings are. You know, I'm led by my fleshly feelings. Well, that's going to put you in a very empty place in your life if you're only led by your fleshly emotions. Amen? The Bible says we're called to walk by faith, not by sight. Amen? And faith is a spiritual thing, not a natural thing. So if we are going to be led by the Holy Spirit and walk in miracle signs and wonders, the first thing that needs to happen on the inside is that we need to flush our thought life out from all the carnality. Are you hearing me? All the carnality that would hinder us from receiving and walking, releasing the power of God. Go to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Let me show you something. Something here, the Holy Spirit... When I read this, it's interesting. You know, you can read a passage a million times and the Holy Spirit will give you something different each time. Amen. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's the importance of being led by the Holy Spirit and having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. All right? Because our natural minds, you'll read a verse in the natural and, and not connected with the Holy Spirit, and you just see one part of it. As where when you're connected to the Holy Spirit, He takes you up the mountain, and you're seeing a whole bunch of different perspectives from this mountain. So Romans chapter 12, 1 through 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, Christians, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me. So, do not be conformed to this world. Are you ready for this? This is the main point I want to bring up with this. Don't build your life around the natural realm. You do not build any part of your life around the natural realm. It's the natural realm that takes us away from from the Lord. Are you following me, somebody? Every temptation the enemy brings your way. Listen, every how can I prove this? Every temptation the enemy brings our way is in the natural realm. Money, sex, alcohol. Come on, somebody. Am I preaching to anybody today? Every temptation of the enemy is in the natural realm. Why? He's trying to kick you out of that spiritual mindset. The best that the natural realm has to offer humanity is to conform you or press you into the mold. Come on. There is no power to change. 
Are you following me? There's no power to change. And so that's the only thing that the natural realm can do for us. But I want you to notice that we have an opportunity to be not be conformed or pressed into the mold. If you've watched the news, you can kind of feel that mold of what, what the world wants to press you into, right? You following me? All right. But when we... Uh, the, the, what the Word can, of God can do for us, it transforms us by the renewing of our mind. Because the Word of God is always doing this. It's always trying to shift our focus and our mindset back to the realm of the Spirit, back to the kingdom of God. Listen, I'm give, right now I'm dropping a revelation bomb. This, this is... One of the keys, if you're going to walk and live a fulfilling life with the Lord, if you want to walk in the power of God in your life, this message, I'm telling you right now, you will not be able to do it without putting this into practice. The Word of God shifts our focus, our mindset back on the spirit realm, where we have, listen, the ability, the authority, and power to change ourselves and circumstances. You will not have that, the the. The, the natural realm and what, the, what humanity has to, to offer, it's not going to do it. The, the Word of God says in Ephesians chapter 6 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we have spiritual enemies, right? Anybody read that before? Okay, again, here's what's happening. The Word of God and the Holy Spirit is trying to shift our focus away from the natural realm. We're not fighting that person. Are you following me? They're all Satan and evil spirits are always trying to shift our focus back on the natural realm because they know it'll make us ineffective in the kingdom of God and advancing the kingdom of God. Now, here's an example. Here's what I want to show you. Anger. Let's talk about anger. The Bible says, be angry and sin not. So we know all anger is not bad. Hello? All anger is not bad. Anger is not a bad emotion. In fact, you can read through the Word of God, and there's, there's Scripture on where God got angry at people. Hello? So we know anger's not bad. Anger with the wrong focus, though, is destructive. Now, here's the deal. You, you Say at your workplace, you have a problem with an individual. They're just a jerk to you. Am I preaching to someone this morning? They're, they're just horrible. They treat you bad, right? So here's the bait of Satan try to get you offended by that person. But what's really happening, if you were, your spiritual eyes were open, you would know there's a spirit working behind that person. That's why the Word of God says, we don't wrestle, wrestle against flesh and blood. We're, I'm not wrestling here against Dave. Are you hearing me? I'm not wrestling against Barry. I'm not wrestling against Ramon. Are you following me? So this is what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to get your focus out of a kingdom spiritual mindset and trying to put it on that person, on a person and on the natural. That's why offense toward an individual is the bait of Satan. Offense. Instead of, instead of you know what, if someone's giving you a hard time, you're in a situation like that, you better start praying praying for that person, praying for that situation. But no, 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 that's not good enough because our flesh likes to get all upset and bothered and let this thing stew in our life, right? Instead of going to the root cause of maybe something's motivating that person in the spirit realm. Mm -mm -mm. So situations like that, like I said, are just the bait of Satan to throw our focus off. Um, by the way, the title of my message today is this, set your mind on things above. That is the key. If you're going to walk in the blessing of the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you're going to walk in miracles, signs, and wonders, your thought life better be on things above, not on the things on the earth. Amen? And that, this, is probably, this is one of, if not the most important key to doing that. Without you setting your, your mind, your thought life on things above, it ain't going to happen. You're going to live a fleshly life. You're going to live a defeated life. Are you hearing me? The Holy Spirit spoke these words to me. I love these little nuggets from the Holy Ghost in prayer time. He said this, If you set your mind on and seek those things that are above, 
you will partake of the things which are above. Oh, come on now. Oh, I mean, that, that's a mouthful right there. Let me say that one more time. If you set your mind on and seek those things which are above, you will partake of those things which are above. Now, if you're going to set your mind on the natural, if you're going to set your mind on everything in the natural, guess what? You're going to partake of that. And, And that's the problem with Christians. There's an overload, come on somebody, of the natural realm. There's an overload of the stinking flesh in our life. Amen? Go to Ephesians chapter 2 with me. Ephesians chapter 2. Oh, man, a spiritual mindset is key. And this is why the enemy fights your thought life so hard. This is why he's trying to throw you off course from walking in the power of God. Listen, if you want to know what what doctrines in the Word of God are very powerful, find, find these doctrines, find these things that the enemy fights the most. Praying in tongues. Whoa, right? How many churches forbid praying in tongues? There's a literal scripture that says, forbid not speaking in tongues. Are you hearing me, somebody? I mean, well, let's just get real here. So you look at these things that the enemy fights so hard. So the enemy's fighting your thought life constantly. Why? Because he knows there's power in it. Ephesians 2, 4 through 7. But God, who is rich in mercy, I know we read this, but I'm breaking it down more. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised us up together and made us sit together in, in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. God is a kind God. Do you know that? He is a kind God. He showed his kindness through Christ. Amen? But I want you to notice out of these verses right here, there are three powerful points in this passage that we need to, to, to research, we need to meditate on and keep in our thought life constantly. Here they are. Ready? Number one, we have been made alive together with Christ. That's number one as Christians. Number two, we have been raised up together with Christ. I find that interesting. We'll talk about that in a minute. But raised us up together with Christ. It says seek those things which are what? Above. All right, we're going to talk more about that. And we sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Where's heavenly places? Well, it's sure not on the earth. Amen? It's above. All right? So for us to walk in the anointing, authority, and the power of God, we need to get a revelation of these three spiritual realities in Christ. These are spiritual realities. Whether you're walking, as a Christian, whether you're walking in them or not, they're spiritual realities. Now, here's the problem. Many Christians aren't experiencing it. There's a difference between something being yours and you experiencing it. Legally, it's yours, but you need to experience it. There's a difference there. Amen? Satan and evil spirits are terrified that you're going to get a revelation and understanding and walk in this truth. We have been made alive in Christ. A person that a person truly doesn't live until they've made Jesus Christ Lord of their life. You know that, right? They, they truly don't live. In fact, before you came to Christ, before you got born again, it, the Bible says you're spiritually dead. All right? So what does that mean? Obviously, you're not dead because you're breathing right now. It's not talking about physical life. It's talking about spiritually. And you know what the difference is? It means you're separated from God. That's death. When you're connected to him being born again, that's life. Now, the Bible talks about a second death. Are you hearing me? There's a second death. Those who don't make Jesus Lord of their life, when you pass away from this earth, you're going to be thrown in. You're going into hell and eventually into the lake of fire for eternity. It's not God's fault. It's your fault for not receiving what God has kindly given us through Jesus Christ. Amen? But we have been made alive in Christ. And so that's that's when life enters our spirit man. That enmity, that... That enmity, that hatred that you had for God is now suddenly taken away. 
when you made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. It's a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Uh, divine power, divine wisdom, divine guidance, divine protection. It, 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 you, you now qualify for those things. The Bible says, as a Christian, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Don't you love that? You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. And so we've been made alive through Jesus' resurrection from the dead. Everything we are, anything that's good on the inside of us, anything is because of Jesus and our faith in him. Amen? There's nothing good in us apart from him. That's why the Bible says that pride, you can't have pride, because there's nothing, anything good in you is because of him living in you. Amen? In fact, to truly, you know, as a Christian and to truly be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you should, let's put it this way, you should feel a little bit out of place in this world system. Once you get, listen, once you got born again, you should feel out of place in this world system. And if you're not, chances are you're partaking too much of the flesh. Are you hearing me? I know it's tight, but it's right. Are you hearing me? You know, if you don't feel that way, if you don't feel some, as a Christian, if you don't feel out of place in this evil world, your focus is too much on the natural and you're satisfying yourself with the things of the world more than God. That's just the truth right there. Amen? Now, so deep down in your spirit, man, your spirit, man, when you got born again, it's crying out for the things of heaven. It's crying out. It's connected to the kingdom of God. See, your, your soul and your flesh are not connected to the kingdom of God. Only your spirit, man. Now, the Bible tells us to renew our mind. So there's some maintenance that needs to be done. So what connects us between either the natural realm or the world and the, the spirit realm and the kingdom of God? What connects us with it? Our soul. The condition of our soul. That's why the word said in Romans 12, we need to renew our mind with the word of God. That's the, if you will, the shifting point. Like a train that's coming down. There's two rails. Well, what, what rail do you want to go on? Oh, you want to go on that one? Sure. Let's move the switch. And that's the same thing about your mind. Well, you need to renew it with the word of God. Amen? You following me so far? Have I lost you? All right, good. Um, <laughs> So we are called ambassadors for Christ on this earth. You know that, right? So our real home, the Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven. That is your true citizenship. That's why you should feel a little bit out of place. You know, like when you go to another country, right? So we live in, in the United States here, right? Michigan. If you're going to go out of the country somewhere, right? You're going to go to Iraq or Iran, you probably are going to feel a little, little different, right? Like a little uncomfortable. So this just, you're not comfortable here. Okay, so this is how we should feel in a world, wicked world that hates Jesus Christ. Are you hearing me? So, but while on earth we are representing the kingdom of God, we are called to represent and advance the kingdom of God on this earth, Right? We are to represent not our own agenda, but the one who sent us as an ambassador. We are called ambassadors for Christ. You know what that is, right? It's a representative. You're representing not yourself, but the one who sent you. All right? So we sit with Christ in heavenly places. In other words, that same authority that Jesus had on this earth, we are part of his body and we have that authority. We have that authority right here as ambassadors. And that's another thing that Satan and evil spirits do not want you and I to get a revelation of. Because they want to advance the kingdom of darkness, right? So we need to constantly keep uh, that spiritual reality in our thought life. I'm telling you right now, the thought life is so important for the Christian, all right? Uh, we've been given so much authority, so much power through the Holy Ghost, through Jesus Christ. We need to know how to use it properly, right? Uh, many times we're, we're thinking on, we're meditating on the wrong things. And I guarantee you, when you start meditating on the Word of God and, and who we are in Christ, it's a boldness is going to rise up in you like never before. Amen? See, that's why the Christian life is so boring to many people. They're too wrapped up in the flesh. 
They're too wrapped up in the world. They're, they're too moved by their fleshly emotions. They're too moved by what they see in the natural. Well, the Word of God says if you want to change something in the natural, you better believe something and do something in the spirit realm. Amen? There's nothing more damaging to the body of Christ than a carnal Christian ambassador, a representative, someone who says they represent Christ, but they're representing their own thing. How many of you ever heard a church hurt before? You ever heard a church hurt? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? So, absolutely. It's an epidemic in the body of Christ where people are getting wounded and hurt by, by leaders in the body of Christ or, or someone, a, a fellow brother or sister in the Lord did something and, and now you blame God for it when really they weren't representing God. They were in the flesh themselves. But you now, they, because you, you, know, you knew they were a Christian, so now you put all your anger toward God for that thing. Wrong. Again, here it is, another bait of Satan. Are you following me? That person was not representing Christ. They they're fell into the flesh. I, I hate to tell you this, but there's no perfect Christian. There's no perfect pastor. There's no perfect prophets or apostles. There's a, are you following me, somebody? You, you see, a mature Christian separates it. A, a mature Christian can separate the things of the Lord from someone who's walking in the flesh. Are you following me, somebody? All right, so you got to know if you've had church hurt before, it's not God's fault. Quit blaming God for that thing, right? God's perfect, right? So, I mean, He loves you with an everlasting love, right? Now, people, on the other hand, when they get into the flesh, eh, it's not everlasting, all right? So, you got to be able to separate the thing. But the truth about the Christian life is this. It is the greatest adventure you and I will ever have in the whole universe. And what a privilege we've been put on this earth for a period of time. Do you understand that? I mean, it, it, uh, what, an average lifespan is what, 70, 70 to 80 years, right? Think out of, out of eternity. What a drop of sand, compared to eternity, but God seen fit to make you a living soul right now. That blows my mind. Amen. There's nothing more exciting than pressing into the presence of God, getting to know him more, be led by the Holy Spirit, release miracle signs and wonders, praying for the sick, casting out demons. People, this is some exciting stuff. The problem is this, if you don't think that's exciting, I can tell you right now, you're too wrapped up in the flesh in your life. You're too wrapped up in the flesh. So we were created to fellowship with our Heavenly Father, and everything in our life flows out from that fellowship. God wants your heart. When, you ha when God has your heart, He has everything. That's why the Bible says that out of the heart flows the issues of life. And, and, you, and God's always saying, I want your whole heart. I want an undivided heart. Why? Because everything in your life flows from that. Guarantee you, when you're not putting God at the center of your life, you're making decisions that are, are bringing harm into your life, right? He wants your heart. Why? Because out of it, come on, flows the issues of life. There's a river flowing out of you. Is it contaminated or is it the river of God? Amen? Oh, now, think about this way. Our Heavenly Father, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, they all reside where? In the spirit realm, right? So if you neglect the spirit realm, you are not connecting effectively with the Father, Son, or Holy Spirit. Right? See, this is, this is the MO. This is the game plan of the enemy. Focus on the natural. Forget about the spirit realm. But let me remind you of something. You and I are spirit beings. Whether you know it or not, you are a spirit being that's going to live forever. Now, where that's going to be, that's up to you and, Jesus, and what you do with Jesus. But you are a spirit being. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And you live in an earth suit. A physical body. Amen? So you are a spiritual being. And God is always trying to talk to you. The Holy Spirit's always trying to communicate with you. The problem is this. Many people are so entangled in the flesh, entangled in the natural realm, that when God tries to speak to them, this is what most, most of the time we do. Ready for this? Hmm. 
wow, I just had a thought. Was that just me? Was that just me having that thought? Wow, why did I think of, uh, why did Nancy come to my mind right now? Why did, why did Jack come to my mind? Was that just me? Am I just, yeah, that's just me. I'm just thinking. No, the Holy Spirit's communicating with you. The problem is this, you're not perceiving it. That's why you need to be taught spiritual things. In fact, um, I'm soon here, I'm going to be starting maybe monthly meetings or whatever. We'll see how it goes, but called Deeper Waters Meetings. And this is going to be like a training center atmosphere, uh, a kind of a classroom, a group of, of us where we get together and we talk about the deeper things of hearing from the Holy Spirit. How to be in tune with the realm of the Spirit. How to, how to get your spirit in tune. How do I know if it's the Holy Spirit? And so we're, we will have fun with that. So anybody that's going to want to go deeper with God and really are serious with Him, you're going to want to jump in the deeper waters. Amen? So we have been made uh, alive together with Christ, raised up together with Him, to sit with Him in heavenly places. There is some spiritual food right there to meditate on. Go to Colossians chapter 3. Again here. Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Now we're going to dig a little deeper here on how the Word says to seek those things which are above what does that mean, and what's the importance of it as we get ready to wrap this thing up here? Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4, and it says these words. If you then were raised with Christ, meaning, are you born again? Well, if you are, you qualify, amen? Seek those things which are above where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. Man, this is rich. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is our life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So as Christians, we are told this, to seek those things which are above where Christ is, where he's sitting at the right hand of God. Now, Here's the thing. If we are told to seek things and to set our mind on things above, then where is that? What on earth is the Word of God talking about? If it's telling us to do something, I want to know exactly. What do you mean by that, right? Well, where is Jesus right now? He's at the right hand of the Father. Where? This is going to blow your mind, right? We all know Jesus is up in heaven right now. Are you following me now? Listen to this. So it contrasts here heaven and earth. It's telling us where to put our thought life. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is a key to the, unloosing the miraculous in your life and in your family, ministry, whatever. My goodness. We are to fill our thought life, listen to this, with the things of heaven. And warned against focusing on things pertaining to the natural realm on earth. Oh, man, I don't know. Did, 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 you, did you catch that? Hold on here. Let's do this again. All right. We are to fill our thought life with the things of heaven. Thinking about the things of heaven. And warned against focusing on things pertaining to the earth in the natural realm. Here's the deal. You ready for this? Heaven is spiritual earth is natural. That's the distinction right there. What are you focusing on in your thought life? Oh man. Oh man. Okay. All right. The word set means this to focus or not to move away from to focus or not to move away from the book of James tells us this. Do not be double minded, not to be unstable in your thought life. Say thought life. Say, my thought life is pretty important. In fact, it's your thought life that is the shifting point, whether you're tapping into the miraculous and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, or you're walking and being led by the enemy. Your thought life. The enemy is always trying to get you and I to be unstable in our thought life. 
See, the, have you ever noticed when you're really trying to focus in on God, when you're really trying to set your mind on things above, have you ever noticed that all hell tries to come against you? Why? You ever notice that when you try to go pray, all of a sudden uh, a grocery list of 20 items come in your mind and you, you get up off your knees like, man, I can't, I can't waste my time praying. I got to go to the store. Are you hearing me? Or you go to pray and all of a sudden the phone rings. Whoa, a friend I haven't heard from in high school for 20 years is calling me. Wow, go figure. Coincidence? I think not. Are you hearing me? When the enemy starts to get threatened, that, wow, this individual's really starting to press in, that's when the attack is going to try to come. Or the distractions. The dis- say distractions. Remember, wherever the Word of God warns us of something, wherever the Word of God admonishes us to do something or not do something, there will always be a temptation to do that thing. There's a reason why God has to warn us not to do it, because it's going to be a temptation. Are you following me? So when the Word of God has to come out and tell us, set your mind on spiritual things above, not on things on the earth, guess where the temptation's going to be? The natural realm. Why? Because the Word of God is always trying to shift our focus on the spiritual, away from the natural. The natural realm will... The Word of God says that we can speak unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be cast into the sea. And if you believe it in your heart... The words that you speak, it will happen. There will be something will happen. In other words, you're doing something spiritual and something's going to manifest in the natural. That's what the word of God is really saying in that verse. You're going to do something spiritual. You're going to do something. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. You ready for this? Words are a spiritual force. Did you know that? Words are spiritual How do I know that? How can you say that, Pastor James? I know it sounds good and all. No, words are spiritual. How do I know this? Because every time I've gone to a funeral home to a showing, that corpse never stood up and talked to me. Are you hearing me? I've never seen a dead body in that casket ever sit up and talk. Why? Because the Spirit has left the building. Their spirit's not there. So what are words? I'm talking to you today. It's my spirit. Yeah, it's going through the natural body and and going through my mind, what I'm saying. But they are spiritual. Angels can speak. They're spiritual. They're not physical at all. They speak words. Are you hearing me? Words are a spiritual... You can say it this way. Words are a spiritual force. All right? See, these are the deep things I want to get into in these deeper waters meetings. I mean, we're going to get pretty deep. And and I'm also going to be talking about uh, a spiritual encounter I had back in 2007, and it's powerful. But the Holy Spirit has given us a key to walking in the anointing, our authority, and the power of God. Seek those things which are above in heaven, not in our thought life. And that is, by the way, things in heaven, the spirit, spirit realm, God's always trying to bring us back to reality. Why? Because true reality is the spirit realm, not the natural realm. Are you following? I know that's pretty deep. I know it's deep, but it's right. I'm telling you, we'll get more into that at another time. But when you seek and focus on biblical spiritual reality in heaven, listen, here's what happens. It attracts those things to manifest in the natural realm. Oh, my, my. When, let me say it again. When you seek and focus on biblical spiritual reality in heaven, it will attract those things to manifest on earth. Jesus prayed this. Listen to this. He said, he prayed to his father. He said, your will be done. What? On earth as it is where? And we just read a verse that says, seek, uh, seek those things which are above in heaven where Christ sits. And then Jesus, there's the other piece of the puzzle there. His prayer was on earth as it is in heaven. So obviously Jesus in his earthly ministry had a heavenly mindset. Uh, We are told to seek and set our minds, our thought life on things above, the spirit realm. What Jesus was doing there is showing us a spiritual law. 
He's giving us a spiritual law. Now, remember, a spiritual law can be used for positive things, good things. It can be used for evil, unfortunately. And so I say it a lot, but this is, unfortunately, the New Age, the occult people in witchcraft, they take in this thing with, with transcendental meditation. That's evil stuff, right? Okay, that's evil. All right, but they've taken this thought life thing, and unfortunately, they've connected with the evil kingdom of darkness. Doesn't mean... It, now, the, the things that they're using as far as the thought life and focusing... That was meant to be used for holy purposes. Are you following me? All they're doing is they're taking a spiritual law and they're using it for evil. No, it was intended to be used for holy purposes. Are you following me? All right. So now listen to this. Part of your thought life includes your imagination. So it's impossible to think of something without your imagination getting involved. If I say this word, tell me what comes into your mind. Pink elephant. Pink elephant. I guarantee you most of you probably had a pink elephant show up in your imagination, right? So what I'm saying is this. So when you're thinking and meditating on biblical things, when you're, when you're seeking those things which are above, your imagination is going to get used. The imagination realm is very powerful. Listen, the devil didn't create the imagination. God did. It's supposed to be used for holy purposes. Are you hearing me? You need to start seeing yourself walking in that blessing. You need to start seeing yourself healed. Amen? Anything in the Word of God is, is legal right for you to picture and imagine in your imagination. It's all part of the faith and thought life. Amen? There's nothing spooky about it. The imagination, God created it. Um, so if we are to set our minds, our thought life on things above in heaven... What are some of the things in heaven that we need on earth? All right, I just want to give you, you see, this, is, this is, gets real interesting. This is where we could just leave it at what I just said and we can end it, right? But real quick, let me just give you, let me just give you a couple things here. How about healing? Is there any need for healing in heaven? Jesus said, your will be done where? On earth as it is in what? There's no need for healing. There's wholeness. They're healed there. Start meditating on healing from a biblical perspective. Are you hearing me, somebody? There's no sickness, no disease, no infirmities in heaven. But there are on earth. We need healing now. Amen? How about poverty? Is there any lack in heaven? No, there isn't. Start meditating on those scriptures that talk about there's no lack. Amen? In fact, Matthew 6.33 says this. It tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things of provision that you need on earth will be provided for. Again, seek those things. It's talking about what you're focusing on and what you're thinking on. Are you hearing me? Put the kingdom of God first. God says, I will take care of you, but you need to work with me. The Holy Spirit says this, you need to cooperate with me. The way to cooperate with him is to let your thought life meditate on the Word of God, meditate on things above, all right? So we know healing, there's, uh, people are healed in heaven, right? There is no sickness or disease. Poverty, right? All right, there's no poverty in heaven. Um, So, you know, maybe if you are struggling with things, maybe you're putting your effort on something that's outside of the will of God for your life. Yeah, right? I mean, either God's lying or he's telling the truth, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. All your needs will be provided for, right? Either he's lying or he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. Amen? What other characteristics that are in heaven that's different from earth that we should seek? Well, there's no bondage in heaven, right? There's no bondage. There's absolute peace. There's joy. There's love. There's no demons in heaven, right? Cast demons out. Are you hearing me, somebody? All right. Another characteristic is the, the glory of God, the manifest presence of God. See, we need to seek our we need to seek and set our minds on the presence of God. What else happens in heaven? See, I'm I'm kind of getting you started on a few things. So when you're on your time, just you know your own devotional time and stuff, seeking the Lord, do your do some more research. But there's praise and worship constantly in heaven. Guess what? If you want the atmosphere of heaven, of his presence, start praising and worshiping on earth. Are you hearing me, somebody? Start doing what they're doing in heaven, praising and worshiping God. 
If you have a problem with it here, well, you're probably going to have a problem with it if you get to heaven, right? So you might as well practice it down here. Amen? There's unity in heaven among the saints. The Word of God says that unity releases the anointing, releases the blessing. So write down in your notes, just say, you know, study on what is in heaven that's different from earth and start seeking those things in the Word of God and meditating on them and praying for them to come into your life. Amen? Now, the last thing here. Philippians 4.8. Go there with me. This is, this is it. This is it. We're bringing it home. But it's to be continued because, man, this is a topic. The thought life is a topic. Man, I ride this pony all the way to town. Are you hearing me, somebody? Because we cannot change our life without changing our thought life. Amen? Philippians 4.8 says this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true or reality, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Anything that falls in that category is legal right for you and I to meditate on. You know what this is doing right here? This description right here is describing things that are above. Are you following me? The things that are in heaven where we are to be seeking and setting our mind upon. It's saying these are the things that you need to meditate on because these are the things that are above and in the spirit realm we need to seek. Amen? So I want to encourage you, study these things on your own. And one of the main points I wanted you to take from this message is this. We need to be taught how to operate in the spirit realm. Are you hearing me? We need to, be, need to be taught how to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. And this is a huge point on doing it. We are to seek and to set our minds, our thought life on things above. And doing that will attract and manifest those things on earth. Seek and set your mind. Amen? Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Whenever you find a truth in the Word of God... Make sure your thought life is set on it. Don't let it veer. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what kind of situation is going on in the natural. You want to change that situation? You need to tweak something in the spirit realm. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Father God, thank you so much for this word. Lord, I ask right now that that wisdom and revelation, Lord God, that you would expand this word, Lord God, as, as these people go through this week. Holy Spirit, bring to remembrance those points that they need for their life to make that switch, to make that change. Now, maybe there's someone in here you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Listen, if you were to drop dead right now, if you were on the way home, you get in a car accident and you're dead, game over. That's it. If you have breath in your lungs, you have time right now. This is your moment. If you want to make Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to come over to this, this area, to this corner, and I want to pray with you to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Too big of a gamble. If you have not made Him Lord of your life, please do not leave until you pray to make Him Lord of your life. Now, maybe there's someone in here you... You know, you made Jesus Lord of your life a while ago, but, you know, you've, you backslidden, you strayed from Him. And maybe you're one that you find more pleasure in the things of the world more than the kingdom of God. If that's you, meet me in that corner. I want to pray with you today. Let's rededicate your life. Let's get you back in line with what God has for your life. Amen? Let's start to shift. Let's shift that track. You've been going down the wrong track for a long time, and you know it. It's time to shift that track. It's time for a change. Now, maybe there's someone in here, you, you love the Lord, but, man, you feel powerless in your life. The Word of God says that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The Holy Spirit baptism is what you're missing. If you want to receive the Holy Spirit baptism, just come over here, and after service, I want to pray with you to receive power, the power of the Holy Spirit. It will change your life, I'm telling you right now. That is a missing link in many Christians' lives. Now, maybe you're here. You need a physical healing. You need an emotional healing. You just, you, you have a situation you're going through. You want to pray for something that didn't fit in the other, other categories. If that's you, I want you to come forward. We want to thank everyone uh, on Facebook, online, that 
that tuned in today. God bless you guys. Uh, we're going to be getting a camera soon, hopefully here, so uh, you will be back. But God bless you. Uh, everyone, just real quick, just lift your hands to the Lord. Father God, I bless every person right now in this place. Encamp them with your holy angels. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. I pray for healing, Lord God, of marriages. I pray for healing of families. I pray, Lord God, that every provision would be met. Lord, I bless these people right now. Lord, release your holy angels in their lives to minister to these heirs of salvation, Lord God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Now, just to let you know, we do have a prayer conference call every Tuesday night at 7. Uh, Sister Nancy Turner's heading that up, and it's we're having a great time. So uh, if you go to the website or if you just contact uh, someone from the church, we'll give you the phone number, 7 p.m. People from all over the world can tune in. Um, but other than that, hey, if you guys need anything, you know, get, grab a card, call me, text me. Let's get together. Let's have lunch. Amen? Get to know me. I want to get to know you more. Amen? All right, God bless you all. We love you. Visitors, come on back. You're only a visitor one time. Second time, your family. Amen? God bless you guys. Have a great week. We'll Wednesday prayer as well, by the way. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.